What's up, Video Landers? I'm your host, Dr. Diamond Doug. Triple D. And with me tonight is my co-host with the most, Mr. Miggity Mac. Mm, mm, mm. That's me. Quick reminder, you can find us on AdventuresInVideoLand.com or on our Facebook page at Adventures in Video Land. We are critics with attitude. In many of the AV podcasts, you'll hear some bad language, mm -mm. but that's not really our style, mm -mm. so we'll try to keep this rated PG-13 with yep. maybe some Moon Madness, Kevin Spacey, and some Sam Rockwell, but... Oh! Also, spoiler alert, if you don't want tonight's movie ruined, pause the episode, watch the movie, come back later. With that said, tonight we'll be talking about our last movie of season eight, Pantheon nomination number 10, which is a guest nomination. Bill Allen. And the movie is Moon. Ooh. Moon. Before we get to any of that, let's chat about Pantheon. Mr. Miggity Mac. Yes. What is Pantheon? You know, Pantheon movies are those that hit on all cylinders. Acting, directing, script, score, cinematography, special effects. They are essential viewing. They have that X factor. Je ne sais quoi. I still don't know what that means. I love it. Best of They are the best of their genre. There are nine members on the AV Council, and every three weeks, a council member nominates a movie. Mm -hmm. Everyone else on the council votes yes or no with their reasons. Mm -hmm. In addition, there's a guest voter. Go on. And then the Facebook poll. And all of us out on Facebook get to vote on it as well. And the accumulated Facebook poll counts mm -hmm. as one more vote. A total of 11. Mm -hmm. Each movie needs a two-thirds majority, i.e. seven yeses. To get into Pantheon. Pantheon! Now, this time we won't have a guest voter because the guest is the nominator. Nominator. Yep. So, let's look over the the season. We're, we're going to, as we look forward, yes. we're going to do a, one more episode Wait, for season this eight. season. That's the season ender, the, Wait, the end of the season. Wait, you said this was the last nomination. How can there be one more episode? Because we're going to do a review show. Oh, Yay! what season review? <laughs> awards and stuff oh people get awards for all sorts of fun things like the the people who turn in their nomination uh, reviews last as the the slow yeah, poke award slow poke or, award, or yeah. whatever we call it the early bird award we've yeah. got the people who are always voting together and the ones who are frenemies that vote against each other and the ones that say yes all the time yeah, and the ones the that say yes no man, all the time and the captain knows yes 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 now we won't go into full detail on this, but we can let you know what the uh, movies we've looked at so far and whether they got in or not. Okay. Bloodsport. Uh, they got 4 of 11, so it's a new. Alien. Uh, 10 of 11, that's a yes. Florida Project. 6 of 11, just missed it. The Blob. 4 of 11, again, new. Goodfellas. 6 of 11. Again, controversial. Just, oh, just Woo! missed it. Tropic Thunder. 8 of 11. Ding, 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 ding. Spot, Scott Pilgrim versus The World. Also 8 of 11. Fantastic Mr. Fox. <laughs> 9 of 11. It made it in. Yep. Wes Anderson. Yay, Wes Anderson. Hook. Only 4 of 11. Our losers this season have been 4s mostly. A few 6s. Yeah. But lots of 4s of 11, unfortunately. Yeah. And yes, once again, Robin Williams rejected. So the movie that we're looking at tonight, Moon, is one that has... Uh, it's an indie film. Mm -hmm. It's sci-fi film. Mm -hmm. Made during a writer's strike. And it, But it really also focuses on... It's kind of... Um, a fish tank episode, as right. the, you would say with TV. Yes. But in this case, it's just one person stuck in there. So it's Pretty about much. isolation. Yep. A lot of isolation. A lot Being of isolation. just with yourself in yeah. many different ways, in right? In many different ways. Uh, so when you're thinking Who about... Who would you find sexier than yourself? I mean, yeah. seriously. That's just the way that works. Yeah. So... Thinking about movies that kind of focus on isolation, are there mm -hmm. any movies that are standouts for you that are kind of a one-man show or yep. isolation that yep. really focus in on that that aspect of of We're, we're going to talk a little bit about a couple of them. The Martian is one that really kind of pops out, but also, uh, also uh, Gravity. Much of that movie, it's just uh, her by herself. Uh 2001 A Space Odyssey. It's a, a lot about just the, the one guy all by himself. Um, and uh, uh, I would also say uh, 
There's a movie that not very many people have seen before called I Am Mother, uh-huh. which is about a young lady being raised by essentially an, uh, uh, an ascension android yeah. uh, that not very many people have seen, but also that that's also one about isolation. But there's other movies about isolation that are not what you might think of as isolation. And mm-hmm. I'll tell you the one that popped in my head. This might Not everybody might follow me on this one, but I would say Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. And I'll tell you why. Okay. In my mind, in the original Charlie and the Chocolate Factory... 1960, what, eight, yeah. seven, something like that. Uh, Charlie is essentially in this story on his own and everything's happening around him. He's kind of not involved until the very end, if that makes any sense. Yeah, yeah. I felt, uh, in looking back on my experience watching this movie so many times as a kid and as an adult, I've always felt Charlie's character was alone pretty much the whole storyline, you know? So... Not the kind of isolation that we're talking about per se, but still, uh, like social isolation. Yeah, case. other other movies that come to mind, Castaway. Yes, Castaway. Right? Obviously, Obviously, you know, he's Castaway. But then you've got um, movies that, there's some people that kind of show up, but Pig with Nicolas Cage. Yes, sure. You've got some elements of that. And then I was thinking, you know, we've got some of the more psych- the psychological things that mess with your head. Where what is it? Hitchcock's is it rear window? The or what's the one where he's like stuck in a wheelchair? Is that rear yeah, window? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and I think that's Pantheon, by the I way. I believe it is. Um, but all these things are like I'm a part. But then you also have movies where I'm a part of the world, like you were talking about, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate. Yeah, yeah. Willy Wonka. Sorry, um, but uh, Joker. Yeah, sure. Yeah, absolutely. Falling down. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm isolated from society. Right. Mm-hmm. So in my own little bubble. Yeah. The um, they are not always uh, movies that you watch to like just. Um, they're not popcorn movies always. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sometimes you kind of walk away from them going. Oh. oh yeah, I am yeah. alone too. Oh, I felt that way before. Yeah. So I connect with you tonight. We're gonna explore the feelings of loneliness that come through the movie Moon. Moon with Sam Rockwell. I mean, you know, come on, dude. Other than just dancing like a crazy maniac, this guy can act. So, movie facts. All Running right. down. It's rated R sci-fi drama directed by Duncan Jones, who also did Source Code and Warcraft, mm-hmm. written by Nathan Parker. He did 222, and this is a movie that I'm pretty sure that I saw about things that keep happening oddly yeah. at 222. A uh, story by Duncan Jones, produced by Stuart Fennigan, Trudy Styler, who also was involved in Lockstock and Two Smoking Barrels. Cinematography... <laughs> By Gary Shaw, His Dark Materials. Right. Uh, uh, did you watch His Dark Materials? I, I have, yeah. yeah. And then edited by Nicholas Gaster, who did sound on Monty Python and the Holy Grail. That's a fun fact, right? Me! Neat! Neat! Me! Me! Music by Clint Mansell. Requiem for a Dream, The Wrestler, and Black Swan. The Wrestler and Black Swan are actually very close. Yeah, yeah, that's why I brought them both yeah. there. He did, he did lots of stuff, but those are some notable ones. Production by Stage 6 Films, Ooh. who also did Zombie, Zombie Strippers, Strippers, Liberty Films, uh, Zingju Films, and Limelight, mm. distributed by Sony Pictures. Released June 12, 2009 in the United States wide, running time 97 minutes. A traditional hour and a half. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it's a quick one. It's a mm-hmm. quick watch. Mm-hmm. So, this movie is starring Sam Rockwell, Sam Rockwell, and Sam Rockwell, and Kevin Sam Rockwell. Spacey, and Sam, Rockwell's and Sam butt. Rockwell, and Sam Rockwell's butt, which was, uh, uh, you said, a uh, stunt double. A stunt double. Yeah. Ken, Kevin Spacey's voice, Dominique Miguelicott, Caius Goladario, Benedict Wong, Matt Berry, Malcolm Stewart. I, I think that was like the whole cast. Yeah, that's the whole cast. Most of the people you only saw a video of them or yeah. heard their voice only. So there really weren't any other people in this movie besides Sam, Sam Rockwell. Rockwell and Kevin Spacey's voice. Yeah. And then uh, Dominique McGillicott, I think, is the his girlfriend. Yeah. Uh, so give me an IMDb synopsis of this yep, film. Yeah, quick little synopsis. Astronaut Sam Bell has a quintessentially personal encounter towards the end of his three-year stint on the moon where he working alongside his computer gertie uh sends back to earth parcels of a resource that has helped diminish our planet's power problems helium three yeah and you know that uh is the least uh revealing 
IMDb summary that I've read in a long, long yep. time. It talks nothing about what's happening. Except it, like, it gives a little hint of quintessentially personal mm. encounter, right? Hmm. Mm-hmm. I wonder what that is. Huh? So, ratings, reviews, receipts, the IMDb, what is, uh, we had a 7.8 out of 10. Rotten Tomato, 90% of critics like this one, and you got an 89% audience score. So, it's close between mm-hmm. the audience and uh, the, the critics yeah. on this one. So, top of the pops from Rotten Tomatoes, what do we have for... For the uh, the high end, yeah. The well, fresh. from Cinema Blend, Perry Nemiroff says, "Simple and alien-free example of the sci-fi genre. Slow, but there are so many details deserving attention. The chance to take them all in one only enhances the experience." It almost could be about Space Odyssey 2001, except they threw in a little bit of alien stuff alien. at the end. Yeah. Will Leach gives us a rotten one from Deadspin, says Rockwell's certainly up for the challenge of playing multiple roles, but ultimately he's just yammering to himself. This movie has half an idea and at the end tries to convince you it had seven. Huh. So uh, Will Leach smug. really liked that line. He's yeah. smug, smug, smug. So from Metacritic Reviews, it got a 29, uh, but this is based on five. Uh, Mike Scott. Uh, his review was given a 100. New Orleans Times Picune. More than anything, this is an intelligent film, a satisfying bit of old school sci fi suspense. Now, on the bottom end, Peter Rayner, the Metacritic, rates his review as a 16. Ouch. Where's Ouch. he from? Christian Science Monitor. Oh. Oh, okay. He said, It just may be the most boring movie ever made. Period. I would disagree. Wes Anderson had nothing to do with this movie. Period. <laughs> you are smug. <laughs> Looking over at our hoy polloi from the medic, the user reviews, it got an 8.3, 481 positive, 40 neutral, 12 negative. Top of the pops on this one, Justin C. gives it a 10. Says, my favorite film of 2009, though I can understand its slow pacing, is just not for everyone, especially those that see a sci-fi movie like Transformers or Avatar. It's the top of the genre. If you need any reason to discount Peter Rayner's review in the Christian <laughs> Science Monitor, lol. LOL. Then this, then his absurd quote, know that he goes on to say Sam Rockwell is a bad actor. So BJM, by the way, on the other end of the spectrum, BJM rates it a zero. Zero. I would give it a minus figure. I think he means negative. If possible, this movie is boring. 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 One boring for each Sam Rockwell. In addition, very hard to follow and lacking a storyline. I feel like BJM might get lost in his house occasionally and is afraid of thunder <laughs> because he doesn't know why the sky is making loud noises. That's uh, I, that's what I feel I mean, about movies are subjective and all, but that's just a rough review, that's a, seriously. That's a rough it one. almost sounds personal. I am, I am now the smug one. <laughs> all right. Uh, over to our AV Facebook comments. We only had four that I was drawing from. We're early on in the nomination process. Right. We don't normally do a and podcast this early. later on, we'll see that of the people who watched this, that uh, of the Facebook poll, that that there was more people who haven't watched, haven't seen it. Oh, this is not one of those everybody watched it kind of movies. Yeah. But that's why we do this. Yeah. So you go out and watch something you haven't seen before. Yeah. But of those that did put something down, what do we have? Lisa Fernandez says, "I love Sam Rockwell, and this pops up on my top picks. You might like lists, but I've never sat down to watch. I know people rave about it." I'll watch it ASAP. Hopefully, Lisa, you have watched the film. Yes. There you go. And enjoyed it. Yeah. And now that you know that Sam Rockwell's uh, very toned his butt keister. is a part of the movie. Or at least his stunt doubles keister. Or his stunt doubles. But there's more than plumber's crack. It's a whole butt. The whole butt. The whole. The whole not all the butt. Nothing but the butt. There I was with eyes why akimbo eyes akimbo check like eyes akimbo on that key stop all right joshua mclaughlin says yes 
even though I don't like the movie, mm-hmm. it does deserve this honor. I'll work on a write-up ASAP. That is a bold move. It is. And I voted yes for movies I don't like as well. Yep. Because yep. I think they deserve it. Kyle Charters. I've been there. I've seen it happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kyle Charters says, I, um, mm-hmm. I've never even heard of Moon. Huh. So... Kyle, I hope you watch this one. You can find it on Tubi. It Tubi. does have commercials. Commercials. You can buy it for like four bucks on Tubi. You can. Yeah, you it's can. not like it's a big expense. The commercials might take you out of because it's an well, iso- It's a movie about isolation. The commercials fact, can take you yes, out of it. In fact, Bill Weed even says, "I went back and forth deciding. My first view ever was earlier this week with commercials, and I could not get into it. It was slow. I think the commercials." Took me out of it, as yeah. you said. So I watched it clean, and I liked it a lot more. A tour de force for Sam Rockwell, who accomplishes quite a bit playing two characters. The movie itself looks great, but upon reflection, it feels a lot like a stellar episode of Space 1999. It's a good movie. I would recommend it to sci-fi fans, but I don't think Moon is an ultimate destination, so I voted new. There you go. So, interestingly, no slam dunks in here. No. Not in those. Not in these. Uh, and maybe there will be that show up later on in the Facebook be. poll. And you can, you can, it's a featured post on the Facebook page, so you can always find it. It has been pinned. It has been pinned, so you can find it on there if you're looking. Um, now we move on to receipts. 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 What do we have here? Well, uh, Moon, uh, again released. And, and I'm hand, passing this off. Like, we'll we'll sh- show them how the sausage is made for yes. a second. That when we put together kind of like what we're going to talk about, that we kind of split up the we, workload we a little bit. throw a bunch of crap in a shoebox and shake it up and yeah. out it comes. And, and that is what she said. That is what she said. So uh, the... That, the uh, the, the task that is always thrown over to Mr. Mac is that he looks up the numbers for us and checks out, checks out different movies, I do finds comps. great comparisons. I do comps like a good real estate agent would do when you're Wonderful selling your comps. home. So does a great job with it. Very much appreciated. So I, I kind of get a theme going. Yeah, I have yeah. the dual theme here. Isolation is one, but also underperformers. Yeah, yeah. So we'll, let's, let's go through it here. we we'll start with Moon. Uh, the movie we're chatting about, of course, July 10th, 2009, 97 minutes, as you said, Duncan Jones directed for the production budget of $5 million, mm-hmm. which is very low for 2009. And what we, what we would put in the world of indie films. Indie films. Domestic gross, also $5 million. Worldwide, 9.8. Now, in 2009, the average ticket price was $7.50 in the U.S., and we used that number and the domestic gross... With a little bit of math, math magic, math magic, and uh, we come up with what we call the butts in seats index, the mm-hmm. BSI patented, trademark, copyrighted, registered, reserved, um, invented, patented, patented. Yes, uh, which is essentially a way to integrate and understand the difference between movies that were released in different eras, whether it's 1950s or 2009. And so what we're looking at is how many people want to see the movie, right? So yep. domestic gross divided by the average ticket price of that year. So you do the little math and you come up with 700,000. 700,000 butts in seats, which is a 0.7 million. Now, that is less than one-tenth of as everybody knows. Yes, the Fight, the Fight Club standard 7.3 million. Yes, yeah, so it's a little less Common knowledge. Every, I, I don't know why I mention this every yeah, time, because everybody knows everybody it. Knows. But in any case, it's about one-tenth of the Fight Club standard. Yeah. Uh, so, that it, it's not that it lost money per se, but it's not like a high performer, right? No, it, and it, it ended up getting awards, awards. Uh, and we can talk. We'll talk about yeah. that later. We'll chat about that. But but this was not a huge money maker. Correct. So by comparison, the movie I mentioned earlier, I Am Mother, released ten years later, June seventh, twenty nineteen, hundred thirteen minutes, directed by Grant Spitori. I'm going to call it Spitori. Yeah. 
the who also did kill me three times sure. another movie that is not uh, i think as widely seen but a good movie production budget was three million dollars on i am mother it's an isolation film as i said about a young lady raised by an uh, intelligent uh, android yep domestic gross six hundred forty four thousand. Uh, production budget three million, domestic gross six forty four, worldwide six forty four thousand. Didn't really do well. Average ticket price that year was nine dollars sixteen cents. So a butts and in seats index of a hundred thousand or zero point one million. This is one that fared far better with the twenty twenty streaming revolution. Yeah, I was gonna say like the, I saw this on streaming. Yes, and I'm sure that most of the folks who would. Who have seen this? Saw it streaming. Saw it streaming. Because only 100,000 people saw it in the theater. Yeah. So, now let's change gears. Stick with isolation, but let's change with not underperformers. Let's just just swing for the fences. Yeah. The Martian. The Martian. October 2nd, 2015. 144 minutes. Directed by, and I'm not sure if you've heard of this gentleman uh, by the name of Ridley Scott. He did two of the Alien movies. uh, Gladiator, Black Hawk Down. Haven't heard of any of those. I mean, he did did some (laughs) okay performers. Production budget on The Martian was $108 million. By the way, that surprised me. I honestly thought it would be more like two or three hundred million. But $108 million. Domestic gross... $228.4 228.4 million worldwide 630 Juggernaut. million Juggernaut. Big, big movie doing well now again we base the BSI on domestic gross only average ticket price in 2015 was $8.43 for a BSI of 27.1 million almost four times the fight club the Mar- Martian was a huge movie big movie uh, big are there marketing. movies that are bigger than that on there, this list there are there are and this next one there's actually two bigger than that and one in the same range 2001 a space odyssey which I have to say full disclosure I first saw this movie in the 70s could not sit through it, it yeah. I found the beginning and the middle so dreadful yeah. but I was very young as I got older, I really started to appreciate this movie. But 2001 A Space Odyssey, April 2nd, 1968, directed by Stanley Kubrick. It's a 149-minute marathon. Yeah. Uh, production budget was $12 million. Sure. Uh, you'd think with the special effects and all the stuff they did, it would be more. But yeah. no, they did practical effects mostly. Domestic gross was $60.5 million, Worldwide, 60.4. <laughs> That numbers don't match, but I think I ty- uh, typo there. I think it was sixty six point four million. Four. Thank you. Uh, average ticket price that year was a dollar thirty one, which makes its BSI forty six point two million. That's a big one. And that has no accounting for all of the streaming video, yeah. DVD, re releasing, laser discs, and everything else. So, it, uh, as a station break, I'll tell you if mm. you if you've never watched. The epic rap, rap battles of history mm-hmm. that has all has a bunch of different directors, including Stanley, Stanley Kubrick. Rub, Stanley Kubrick. <laughs> Stanley Rubrick. Stanley Rubrick. <laughs> uh, you've got Hitchcock and Kubrick and Quentin Tarantino uh, and uh, I think Spielberg. I'm not sure. And they're ripping and then on each other. They're ripping on each other, and they keep ripping on Michael Bay. And then Michael Bay shows up, and he's like, "It's all about the mother." Money. Money. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's fantastic. Stepping forward, we've got Interstellar. Yep, released November of 2014, 169 minute mega movie directed by Christopher Nolan. Again, not a huge name. He did some of the Batman yep. movies, I guess. You know, Batman. Batman. Uh, production budget. Uh, a Batman is actually not the movie you think it is. Oh. That's the <laughs> Batman. Yeah, that's the adult. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, production budget for Interstellar was 165 uh, million. That says thousand, but it's million. Yeah. Domestic gross 188. Worldwide 773.4. Two movies that came out fairly close together between Martian and this one, which did so much better globally than even in the U.S. Yeah. But even in the U.S., they did very well. Average ticket price in 2014 was $8.17, so a BSI of $23 million. Sure, sure. Uh, more than triple the Fight Club standard. And then finally, I picked another isolation movie, uh, Gravity, uh, released in October of 2013. 91 minutes, very traditional 90-minute type format. Alfonso Cuaron. Cuaron, who did Children of Men and Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban, yep. by the way. I uh, like that one. What's that? I like that I one. like that one as well. 
Production budget, $100 million for Gravity. Domestic gross, $274.1, but worldwide, $748 million. I think globally, these space movies tend to do pretty well, yeah. just apparently. Average ticket price in 2013 was $8.13 for a BSI of $33.7 million. And just to highlight, The Martian, which I would have thought had done better domestically. Yes, Got a 27.1 yes. million BSI, which is why we use the BSI, because yes. we look at this and we're like, oh, look at these. How, did, how well these did they do domestically by the BSI? Yeah. And there was more butts and seats for Gravity, for gravity. Than, there was, than there was for The Martian. For gravity. Well, two major stars in Gravity. Yep. Uh, you know, not just Matt Damon, which, yeah. by the way, I only say that because of another movie, mm. but I like Matt Damon quite a bit. In fact, we nominated, uh, we nominated uh, Good Will uh, Hunting. Goodwill Hunting. And so, you know, we're a Matt Damon. I'm a Matt Damon fan, that's for sure. All right, so that's a quick little receipts comparison between the movies. Now, at this point that we often have some sort of bribe, I'll just jump right to it. Wait, but, um, we get bribes? We, oh, like from the council members, they do. But uh, well, this is a guest voter. This is a guest voter, so, so it's just you and me sitting I here. I brought the bribe. But it I see it right there. This little... Flat. Hang on. You can. That is a flask that you can we hear got. Me unscrewing the lid that we got back when we were reviewing some like it hot, and it has my name Mac right on it. And uh, in here, I have a bribe for myself and one for you. Yeah. This is uh, Jameson, Jameson Black, Black Barrel. Barrel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is not the. This mm-hmm. is not the one from uh, some like it hot. Then. This, is it? No, I think it's not. I have another one with the black leather. one that's just like this. Yeah, it, look, it looks very similar. And it says nobody's perfect on that little yes, it tab does. right there. This one, I believe my wife got me uh, and put Mac on it. We'll take, uh, we, we, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll give some leniency to Bill Allen on no, this one. No, it's fine. But, uh, we don't need bribes every time. We don't. We don't. We don't. Uh, we enjoy them. Oh, we appreciate sure. them. That's fun part of the show. But. This was kind of a fun thing because uh, Brad had asked us about who do we who do we think that should be a guest voter yes. for this year, yes. a guest nominator for this year. And when we were looking through on the different things that we've had from the comments that we got from different people, that Bill Allen was the one that we were like, you know what, Bill Allen, Bill we Allen. should go. So Bill, that's why the name got thrown into the mix because we were like, we like your stuff. So we like his style. Um, we like the cut of his jib. We like the cut of his jib. We like the jimmer of his jammer. Oh, the, we his like the... jammer makes me jimmer. <laughs> so Bill, I've never met you. Haven't seen a picture of you. No. But honestly, yeah, I like yeah. it. I like your style, buddy. So, uh, and this is for anybody who is a, a listener, anybody uh, who is interested. If you are just active in the in the polls, you write up reviews. Yes, that um, you will can like. Like, you'll be noticed by the council and us, and uh, you might get a chance to go ahead and, and nominate something. That'd so be great. Let's go ahead and read Bill's... Uh, a deep dig. <clears throat> a deep dig. We're going to read his nomination, and I didn't cut a lot out of this nomination. Alrighty. Because there was just a lot of good stuff on here. Mm-hmm. And Bill says, Pantheon, when I was first told that I had the honor of being the guest nominee this year, so many favorite movies flashed through my head. And he listed a number of them. Mm-hmm. And then he said, ultimately, I came back around to where I always knew I'd go if given the chance. Duncan Jones' 2009 feature film debut, Moon. It's not old enough to be nostalgic. It's not a big budget blockbuster. Not enough people saw it to make it divisive. And it's not weird enough to be a cult classic. It's just a damned good movie. And even if it doesn't make Pantheon, if more people see it and appreciate it, then I call it a win. Moon stars Sam Rockwell, and well, not really anyone else. There's also the voice of Kevin Spacey and uh, Blinkin' You'll Miss It moment from a pre-MCU Benedict Wong. The story goes that Jones loves Sam Rockwell's work and wrote a part for him in, in, in what would eventually be the film Mute, the spiritual sequel to Moon. Sam did not like the particular character that he had been written for him and wanted a different part, but Jones was adamant they couldn't come to terms on the project, but Duncan Jones had a story idea with some collaboration from Rockwell, basically one part of it, and Nathan Parker wrote the script. No way Sam could turn it down this time. Hailed 
as a return to adult sci-fi akin to films such as 2001 Space Odyssey, the film deals with several themes that only seem to resonate with me more the older I get. There's the idea that your life can be distilled down to moments in time and we give so many of those moments to jobs and responsibilities while missing out on time with our families. Moon uses that concept to set up the ever-present heartless, faceless, soulless corporation as the real villain. The film deals with themes of loneliness, the act of self-reflection when you have no one else to interact with, how that reflection can change you. And that leads to exploring the sense of self. What does it mean to be you? Are you special among the many souls inhabiting the universe? Are any of us? What do you do? How do you react when you're faced with the reality that you aren't? Jones expertly uses minimalism in both set design and effects due to an equally minimal budget, I suspect, but he really does do the most with what he has. To paint a bleak picture of loneliness and existential crisis that is brought home but what, by what I feel is Sam Rockwell's best performance. He commands your attention in every scene, admittedly not hard since it's only him in it, basically, with equal parts rage, loneliness, acceptance, humility, sadness, and wisdom. At times, you'll love Sam Bell, at others, you'll want to punch him in the taint. But he always, but he's always captivating in that performance overlaid by the score from the always enigmatic, always brilliant Clint Mansell, makes the entire film as a whole riveting. Anyway... That's it. That's my pick. Hope y'all enjoy it. I hope that resonates with you, uh, resonates as much for you as it does for me. And as I said, if it doesn't make Pantheon, if my nomination brings it to a wider audience and one more person loves it as much as I do, then I'll take that dub. Thanks for the opportunity, guys. I look forward to hearing everybody's opinions on one of my favorite films. Mm-hmm. There you go. There you go. There you go. So... Let's uh, continue the deep dive, the deep dig, and chat about some uniquenesses and challenges, maybe some insights of the film before we do our breakdown. So, uniquenesses, challenges, insights, where would you start? I, I think I would start with at least one challenge, and that challenge is that it is very difficult to make a movie that is uh, captivating when it's one character when even the crisis that they have to face, it's kind of not, like, it doesn't affect you. Yeah. Right? It's not like they're trying to save the world and you start thinking about the little kids. Like, he's literally just trying to go home, except you realize he doesn't have a home to go to Mm -hmm. because he's just one of many. In a sequence of never-ending, you have no no idea how long this has been going on, processes that's been happening. And the resol- a cog in a wheel. <clears throat> and the resolution that you kind of get in the postscript uh, where they're kind of talking to news agencies that you're hearing them talk about the effect of this guy who's come back, who's a clone, and then uh, whether the company is taking, the company stock is taking a hit and sort of stuff. But yes, the company has been the villain, but... That's not the conflict that was set up no. before. Um, yes. That in Alien, you've got this real ever-present conflict. Right. That the right. company, and they they figure it out, and they and know that, it, and they want to take it down. That lays it yeah. in thicker, right? It's not just, <clears throat> oh, there's a thing trying to get us a monster movie. There's yeah. a company who says, yeah, we knew that. Yeah. This, I, on that regard, this ends up having more in common with the story unfolding of the Florida Project than it does with Alien. Sure. Because this is just following Sam... uh, A life. A life cycle of someone who wasn't even supposed to exist in the first place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Um, They were created for a single purpose for three years and they were supposed to go away. So, I mean, some of the uniquenesses of the film that you've got, you've got this, it's an indie film. Mm-hmm. It's a film in space without aliens. It's uh, it is it is an indie film set in space, which also like that's a that's a hard sell. Like yeah. you, you know, to make it look good, right, uh, and believable, and you feel like you're part of it. Uh, 
that's a hard ask, but mm-hmm. they they take that on. I mean, you're living in an R, essentially a moon RV. I know it's not really an RV, but you're living in what is the size of a moon RV, right? Yeah. It's got a it's got a, a little workout room, sure, but really it's just a bed and a kitchen and a table. It's nothing more than that. You also have a film whose you have several iterations of the same actor or the same same character played by the same actor, mm-hmm. which we don't have a lot of that in Pantheon. That I that I can think not that of. I can think of off the top of um, my head. You know, it's not new. Movies like Multiplicity did yeah, it way back course. in the day, yeah. and uh, you know we've ever had other kind of uh, twinning moments that show right. up here and there. Right. Um, but it's something. But it does. It also, and this can be a uh, unique the parent trap. Hello. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Friday. Um, Let's get together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The. Uh, well, Freaky Friday, it was a body no, switch. No, that's a body switch. <clears throat> yeah. So, uniqueness and challenge. It's a slow burn. It's a slow burn. That's And that's it's a thinker. One. Yeah. And it's a movie that you just have to sit with. And I'm pretty sure this movie came out either the same year or very close. And I mentioned this to you the other day, to A Man from Earth. And uh, in A Man from Earth, uh, it's also a very slow burn. Like, you have to just kind of settle in, relax, and let this thing go because it's a long ride. So, um, with this film, one of the things that we were chatting about right before this was, uh, before we started the podcast, that we were chatting about, this is a movie, if you've seen it before, then you kind of know where it's going, and you know the twists and the turns. Mm -hmm. And on a first watch, which a number of people have said, on my first watch, I really liked it. On my rewatch, that... It didn't hit as hard. Right. And uh, that you had kind of mentioned something similar along that line of like, yes, you know all the beats. Um, It's, you know, it's like watching an M. Night Shyamalan film that you know where it's going. So is it as exciting? And I've rewatched like, um, oh, shoot, I see dead people. Yeah. Uh, What's the name of the film? I can't believe that I've lost that. How did I forget the name of that movie? Yeah. Yeah, anyway, yes. No, yeah. I see dead people. <clears throat> Sixth Sense. The Sixth Sense. Boom. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> Boom. That's Yay for me for hitting the middle Yay. bar. That it, It's a movie on a rewatch that wasn't as captivating to me as on the first watch. On my third watch of The Sixth Sense, then you though, start many years back. later, I was looking for all the yeah. reasons why I should have known what the thing was, right? <clears throat> so, here's a thought. With a movie that has that definitely is centers on hinges on a twist. Yeah. Is it is it fair to base your review on the rewatch, or do you have to take the first watch into account? You know that I, I, I don't have you, a good answer on that. I, I but. have recently watched a movie that I've watched a bunch. I won't say the movie. I've watched it a bunch of times, and I watched it just this past week. Is it Titanic? It could be. <laughs> it might be. And I gotta tell you that even though I knew every single beat of that movie, it we hit also me knew just as hard. We also knew before we watched the movie the first time. That, that ship was going down. Yeah, the ship was going down. But you know, the whole thing about she, she said the stone the whole time. Jack definitely dies. Da, 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 da. There really was room on the door for both of you, Rose. Anyway, all of that stuff, uh, I, I, every single time, it still hits me and, and, and I still appreciate it every yeah. time. I've even seen specials about Titanic with James Cameron talking about all the things he did wrong and that he would have done differently if he can go back and do it all again. He can't. The movie's yeah. done, right? So... Anyway, my point is, it still hits me just as hard. I'll tell you that Moon was a movie that I rewatched, and I still did appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Other people rewatch, not so much. I've seen Moon probably four times, four including this past week, and I appreciated it every time. The first time, I had a couple of those. Oh, oh, I know what's going on. Yeah, one of those. But the other times, I still appreciated what was going. One of them, I had it on in the background while I was grading papers. Uh, and I didn't miss a beat. One of them uh, was like this past week. I was watching it. I got distracted by something else and had to rewind because I didn't really want to miss the details. Paused it right on Sam Rockwell's butt. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but I but I did that. Then called my wife and said, "Hey, honey." Yeah. So, so 
What I will say in terms of uh, insights on the film, you can go into the breakdown on this as well, that the doubling that they did mm. was seamless. Mm -hmm. There was a lot of... Uh, there, were, there were a lot of scenes where you could see him from the back and him from the front uh, talking to himself. And I thought to myself probably this past week, oh, I see, that's where the body double came in. But they didn't they didn't have to do a body double because that kind of over yeah. overlaying special effect green screen stuff is super easy to yeah. do nowadays. But I think they just didn't bother with the special effects. I know there were scenes where he was talking to his body double, so... Yeah, and and by the <clears throat> but when I say seamless, I'm not just talking about the skill in editing. Yeah, uh, but the acting. The acting. Like, I wasn't thinking about him acting to himself. No, it kind of almost felt like Sam Rockwell meeting Sam Rockwell. Like, yeah. that's who I. That guy is who I, in my brain, right or wrong, believe Sam Rockwell really is in real life. Yeah, uh, that. One of the things, I, I don't know where to put this uniqueness challenge or insight or any of that. One of the moments that I did have was like, uh, I'm like, this guy is running a space station, but he's kind of an idiot sometimes. Seems <laughs> like he does some dumb like, crap. How, how can you be that much of an idiot sometimes? Where you... <laughs> you know, they, they made a reference to what version he was. Yeah. Like how many cycles yeah. had gone by. And, you know, you do the math and you're like, wow, okay. Anyway, but also, but, but there was also a scene where they showed the, the, the machines, the, the, yeah. the, the automated machines out there in the fields. And they weren't going very fast, but the harvested fields were gigantic. Yeah. And I remember thinking to myself, wow, they, the first time through, they, they kind of messed up the time frame on this because there's no way that was just three years. Later on, you're like, oh, yeah, yeah I get it. Okay. Yeah. It was just his three years, but there was three years. My point is, I wondered, I, just a little insight I had was by the time they got to his generation of the, the clone, uh, maybe he had lost something. Lost an edge. Yeah. yeah. Like there was, it wasn't, yeah. like it was a photocopy of a photocopy. Yeah, of a like photocopy. multiplicity. Yeah, yeah, not quite so smart. So breakdown, standout moments, uh, acting and casting. I, Sam Rockwell and Kevin, uh, I always want to say Spacey. Spacey. Yeah, I always want to say Klein. Uh, and Kevin Spacey, uh, I thought they were great. Uh, yeah. It did take me a while to, because I don't like to look up who they are right away. I try to place that voice. It took me a while to place uh, Spacey, but... But um, but yeah no I thought they did a fabulous job. Yeah. The other actors they were supporting roles. They were supporting roles. They didn't need to be much. No. Nope. I thought acting and casting in terms of just between Spacey and Rockwell. Yeah. That that worked very and, well. And Rockwell acting against you know a tennis ball on a string or whatever marker yeah. they gave him to act against his his yeah. body double. I thought he did you know top notch. I was very happy with the acting. Directing and editing. I thought it was done well. It yeah. was it okay. So it was a little slow in moments, even probably too slow for my tastes. But those were moments, yeah. not whole sections of the film for me. Yeah. Well, and I know the uh, one like one of your kryptonites mm. is slow. Sometimes slow tends to lead me off to La La Land. You're like, I'm going, I'm, like, out. I'm out, I'm out. <laughs> tap up, please. <laughs> I forgot to tap it. I got sleeped. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> but I, I, I've got nothing bad to say about directing and editing. I thought that they did a great job. That the I thought the scenes were cut well. I thought that everything was kind of edited tight. Yes, there was some, um, and this will flow down later into mm. special effects. There was, there was, Little bits where the, some of the outside stuff looked a little dated, yeah. but I didn't mind. No. Like uh, I said, they actually, I, I think I mentioned they actually used, they used some, some footage, yeah. unused footage from other films yeah. to yeah. kind of fill in the gaps. What about screenplay and story? Okay, this is where I think that this movie uh, loses loses some pep in its step. Yeah. I think that, and I didn't know the story about uh, that he kind of put it together to get Rockwell to work with him so he could do this other film. But now that I know that piece of the story, it kind of makes some sense because it felt like they wrote a lot of it as they went. And then when it came to editing, you know, there might have been some pieces of the puzzle that didn't quite click together. Yeah. Um, it wasn't bad. Don't get me wrong. I could not write anything remotely close to this myself. So I'm not a movie critic nor a script critic, but I just feel like based on other movies, it, it was missing something. 
Yeah, I thought decent screenplay and story. I mean, there was yeah. there was in, there was some there was there was intrigue. There was there was good moments I in the. Could have gone deeper in those. But things. that that would be my criticism on screenplay and story is that it was a little bit shallow, and that yeah. there was there were moments that they could have gone deeper on certain elements mm-hmm. that they didn't, right. and one of one of which, very similar to the Florida Project that, that I had met mentioned this previously is that mm. there there was no really direct conflict that right. was laid out right. so from a traditional storytelling point of view that it's hard to really sink your teeth in and then the resolution doesn't hit as hard because the conflict wasn't set up right quite quite as well right so and i don't know exactly what they the how, how they could have salvaged some of that but Laying in some of more the disdain for the company itself, maybe having a little bit of more self-awareness or meta-awareness from the the the, the Sam Rockwells about their place in this, and mm-hmm. that they did more res- internal struggling and wrestling with what it means for me to be a clone. Am I even real? And like and that they- struggle was kind of there, but it but it wasn't right. all the way. Well, I also felt like they just kind of missed. The, the discussion, the, the handling of the concept that if he leaves and like the process doesn't continue, then this, then this uh, nice uh, element that they were mining for the whole time, helium yeah, helium three, three that that flow to Earth stops yeah. potentially. And, and this helium three is the reason why the Earth is no longer uh, a, yeah. a, a fossil fuel dependent, right? Yeah. So, like at, at no point did, was there even the opportunity for him to be like, no, no, my place in the world is making sure the people that I think I love and care for are taken care of. Or conversely, an anti-hero role of saying, I know that this is keeping the planet healthy, but damn it, I damn don't it care. all, I don't care. And then even that is a is builds more tension, right? Yeah. The, the, instead, they were just like, no, no, no. I want to go home because all these things that I imagine are real, like my love, yeah, and all that. Those things aren't real. Yeah. 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 So it was weird. How about cinematography and locations? I like the locations. I yeah. thought cinematography, especially on such a low budget, was great. I loved the scenes. The sets reminded me a lot of some of the kind of. Uh, dark oddly lit and steamy scenes from like alien i thought that was kind of but cool. then also the the well lit scenes from space odyssey 2001 yes, exactly or uh, any other kind of space thing so mm-hmm. i i like that and i thought they worked with what they had score what do you think i honestly here's one of the things my i, I have several achilles heel with movies i love movies but but if they get a little slow, I get a little sleepy. And many times it takes a third, fourth, fifth watch to even pay attention to the score. Yeah. Unless it's something like Guardians of the Galaxy where the Indiana score is Jones a part of the story. Like, yeah, the yeah. score is almost a character in the it's story. John Will- anything with John, John Williams, Williams, right? Yeah, and so for me, I mean, I have nothing negative to say about the score. Yeah. Well, it didn't it didn't pull you out. Didn't pull me out, but it also wasn't like, oh, I hear that song. That's from Moon. Yeah. Yeah. Special effects and notables. Um, you know, I thought that the the, 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 the the work they did with both body doubles, and I, I'm assuming there's some green screen, because uh, Sam Rockwell talks about uh, saying lines for days to a tennis ball on a stick kind of a thing. So clearly they did some special effect work and stuff like that. But um, it just felt like one thing. Like, I didn't feel like... Uh, we, we, I, I mentioned uh, the parent trap earlier. The original Disney parent yeah. trap... The special effects they have where the where the the two the twins are dancing and singing next to each other. There's several scenes where they get near each other and like one of them's hand disappears briefly, kind of a yeah. deal. Like nothing like that was happening. Yeah. I never saw anything like it, and I was looking for it. And the I liked the use of practical effects for doing the outside scenes yep. that they they yep. they did well uh, yep. with with those things. I I liked it, especially on the budget that they had. I thought yep. they did a great job with that. How about X Factor for this? Does it have any sort of X Factor for you? I, other than and the, and for the for the listeners, for yeah. anybody who's when we talk about X Factor, it's that extra something, something that is hard to define, and often it has to do with kind of a personal impact or nostalgia or cultural impact and importance, right? Or that like it's a, it's something that doesn't neatly fit in the other categories, but it is still an important element 
of the film itself. Yeah. And we've talked about other movies before that just had a major cultural impact. Right. And, uh, the, you know, you talk about, like, um, uh, Night of the Living Dead and how it impacts... Right. Uh, how it impacts things or even future Chucky, films or you know right well yeah. and this film you know and it's been mentioned a couple of times was sort of like the return of adult space films right adult space movies uh with no need for aliens just what's it going to be like with humans out there in space kind of a thing without you know especially no uh no uh 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 deuce uh Bigelow, male gigolo. <laughs> <laughs> no intervention of the gods. Anyway, so uh, Deus ex machina. Thank yeah. you. I just, the name, the thing wouldn't come to me. Yeah, but but honestly, um, you know, that's the only thing I can really think of is that this thing kind of re kind of kicked that a little bit. I'm not sure that the Martian, Interstellar, some of those 2015, 2016, 2017 movies would have been made without something like this having an impact in the industry. Yeah, that it can be done. Yeah. You know, and the uh, the X factor for me is spunkiness. Like it's it's like it's got it is because it's an indie film, and it just went out swinging. Mm. And it and I just yeah. appreciate, yeah. I really appreciate what it did because it wasn't a blockbuster. Right. That it was willing to to deal with some kind of quirky things and quirky issues right. and and be on a small scale where not everything has to be saving the world. Right. But this can be saving my kid, or you know, yeah, like, just saving the memories, saving the memories I have, yeah. that I have. Um, well, you know, my wife said something along the lines of, you know, it's you, you know, it's 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 no space cowboys, and I said, yeah, you're yeah, and you know, the thing about space, I, I'm a sucker for space movies in general, yeah. and I said, yeah, but the thing about space cowboys is it mostly happens on Earth. They're in space for 15 minutes, 20 minutes yeah. of that movie, right, until the very end, right, but. Uh, but but uh, yeah, so it's not an action. It's not a. It's not a whiz bang. It's there's no lens flares. Yeah. You know, The Martian. A lot of isolation in that movie. But the crisis is: Are we even gonna try to save the guy? Yeah. Like and, we might just leave him there. And there's a lot of scenes on Earth with the people who are trying to a get lot him of back. Scenes on and, Earth, yeah. but then, but that isolation just sucks back in, right? Yeah. So they bounce back and forth, and that does make the movie different. This is nothing like that. Yeah. yeah. But even so, I, I don't. I don't know. So, and here's the other thing, you know, we went through these categories, acting, casting, directing, editing, screenplay, and story, and most of these, the both of us are kind of like, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, I think it was pretty good there. But the question is, were they all fours? Yeah, and for me... Four out of five? That these are higher, except for screenplay and was story. Lower. So then the question is, does that pull everything down? Yeah, and for me, they're like good, they're like in the four range, but then the screenplay and story is a little lower, but we were never, in my mind... Uh, and I'm leading towards where I would yeah. go, of course. In my mind, I, even if all of these are fours, I wouldn't say yes because, in my mind, you know, a five-star movie is a four and a half or higher. You know what yeah. I'm saying? It's a, yeah. it's a 90%, yeah. right, uh, or higher. And, and this, I love this movie. I've seen it repeatedly. I will go watch it again now that we just talked about it all. I'll end up watching it this weekend yeah. probably because uh, I went ahead and bought it. Um, so uh, so I, just, I just don't, I don't, I don't think it's quite, there and there's a lot of movies yeah. that I really like that I would not put in panty. Yeah, and for me, like a lot of these are in that four point five mm. or above, but mm. then screenplay and story ends Brings up being like three point seven five or something. Yeah, and the X so, Factor's not pumping and it up. The, yeah, so like it 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 is a movie that it's not a slam dunk for me, mm -hmm. but it's it's also not pulled so far back. So it's another kind of fence sitter. Fence sitter type movie right um so well, did it win any awards it won a bafta award it got 28 wins total and 37 nominations in different uh film festivals can i say that every time someone mentions bafta all i can think of is a bafta tank and from star wars and how that award is somehow connected to star wars i know it's not i'm well aware but it's just like wow can i tell you that okay. when i see bafta award i always think of bamf bamf <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> I just think it's a weird acronym. Fun facts on this movie. Trivia from IMDb. The film was written for Sam Rockwell, as we mentioned, who Duncan Jones wanted to cast in Mute. Uh, and then they ended up reworking this film for him, and we talked about that one already. Uh-huh. 
The, fi yeah, the filmmakers it. originally intended to create the special effects on a computer with only a few model shots, but after finding out that would cost a half million dollars, they went back to model makers to ask how much it would cost to create these environments with models instead. And we're shocked to find that the cost was of $47,000. Yes, we'll go with that version. Yeah. Uh, shot during a writer's strike, which caused, uh, and history repeating itself. Repeating itself. We're in the middle of a writer's yeah. strike right now. Which had caused most other productions at Shepard and Studios to shut down. D Director Duncan Jones says he got a number of top class effects people on the crew because of that lull. Yeah, lull, not lull, LOL. Lull. lull. Mm -hmm. This film takes place in 2035, not that far in the future. Not that far away anymore. The Four Harvesters are nicknamed Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Wait, those names sound familiar. Corresponding with first four books of the New Testament, the Gospels. Ah, the Bible. It's in the Bible. During the post-screening Q&A at the Sundance Film Festival, screenwriter Nathan Parker said that he just needed four names. No particular symbolism was intended. Mm -hmm. uh, in the gallery, there's a whole shelf marked Soylent. That's fun. Is it green? Uh, that's fun. When Sam is taking care of small plants, he refers to one of them as Ridley and the other one as Catherine. <laughs> likely reference to Ridley Scott and Catherine Bigelow, who also directed science fiction movies. And the film opens with the line, Where Are We Now? Which also happens to be the title of a 2013 song by David Bowie, director Duncan Jones' father. What? <laughs> David Duncan I am your father. Not written here, but there was a little fun fact that I had seen that shows up this uh, this image that shows up throughout, which is uh, a square that has five dots, four in the corners and one in the center, mm. and it's kind of like a company logo almost. But that right. that image is associated with it's a tattoo often from like Eastern Bloc countries and Russia and this and that for indicating prison. Mm -hmm. That there's a prisoner. There's one one dot in the center that mm -hmm. indicates the prisoner, and the four on the outside that are showing the the four corners yeah. of the prison cell. Of the cell. So th I thought that was kind of fun. If 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 Matthew, Mark, and Luke and John didn't have symbolism, that definitely, definitely had did. the symbol had symbolism. So Do we as have of, any votes as of right now, we we have Bill Allen, who is our guest nominator, who is a yes. So it has at least one yes vote mm -hmm. from the council so far that we only have two that have written. Okay. Kyle said yes, and Kyle. he would have nominated this My himself. man, Kyle. And then Brad, who said no. Nope. Because he agreed with uh, Bill Wheat, who said, I just can't do it. Okay, hold on. That's two yeses from the council uh, total with the guests and, and one no. And okay. the Facebook poll is at a yes at 46, but? yes, 19, no. But 61 haven't watched it, 70 need to rewatch. So there's more people who haven't seen it than are voting yes in yeah. the poll. Yeah, yeah. That said, it's still a yes. It's so still we've got more two, than two to one yes. We've got three yeses and one no currently. Four more yeses. And we still have Nathan, Marshall, April, Jeremy, Adam, Ryan, and Matthew, almost Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, yeah. uh, to go. Uh, we only need four more. I feel like Adam's going to be a yes. He says yes a lot. And then the others, uh, I don't know. I don't know. One way or the other, which way they're going to go on it. I don't but know. we'll see. And then your vote, uh, you had kind of hinted at this direction. So I love this movie. I, I really do, but I would say no. Yeah. I don't think it's quite there. And for me, I'm on the other side of the fence. Okay. And I would say yes. Oh. Uh, that yes, wow. yes, this is not alien. That's for sure, but I'm not comparing it to Alien because Alien is a big budget yes, film. Correct. Yeah. That the, that or the I'm, Martian. That I am. I'm for me that when I when I put it in its box as an indie film set in space, with uh, with cool, interesting kind of double great cast with a great cast and also then some of the psychological things that are going on. Mm. That I feel like this movie is just quirky enough. To matter, pantheon, yeah. To matter, yeah. Um, it's not a slam dunk, but for me, I'm on the other side. Gotcha. So we got between me and you, and our votes don't really matter. But we've got no. one no like, and one yes in here. We're not adding to the nos or yeses of the of yeah. what counts. But on the other hand, you know that's how that's how we feel. Yeah. So any final thoughts that you have here? 
Uh, honestly, anybody who has not seen this movie should watch this movie. That's not necessarily the one and only criteria for Pantheon. It is a criteria. Yeah. Um, I just don't think that it's the best of its genre. Yeah. But I do really like it. And I will say this. Thank you, Bill. Oh, for sure. For nominating this. And I hope that other people who haven't seen it before do get to see it. And some people fall in love with it. Whether or not that the council uh, decides or votes in your favor or not on this one as being a Pantheon movie. That, Like you said, that if if some other people find this and love it, then you've... You've won. You win. Yeah. Yeah. And Bill, thank you very much for not just your participation in this nomination, but your participation this past year on AV. It's, it is it is the participation of all of our members on AV that actually make it fun. It makes it what it's supposed to be, which is a place where we can all get together and talk about something we're so passionate about. Absolutely. So, friends, as always, I hope everyone enjoyed tonight's conversation. Where can Video Land find you, Mr. Miggity Man? On Facebook. Dig and me up there. You can also find me, Dr. Diamond Doug, on Facebook. And you can find us, Adventures in Video Land, on Instagram, adventuresinvideoland.com, the website, which has cool things. Lots but the conversation stuff. always begins and ends on Facebook. You've been listening to Criticism in its finest hour. Until next time, Video Landers. <laughs> you look like a radioactive tampon, like a banana with a yeast infection. That was pretty good. Yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah. Um, how about this? We We love love you. you.